0: Hey guys, welcome to Revenue Accelerator. I have another phenomenal guest because I don't bring you anything that isn't worthy of your time. Uh, I always say miss because I call everybody miss, but it's Amy Walker, right? Like y'all probably have heard of her. I'm gonna let her introduce herself because you know how I roll. So Amy, tell us about why we should care who you are.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. So I am a client acquisition specialist, and my favorite thing to do is help clients find the simplest, most cost-effective way to create consistent revenue in their business. So it's, it looks like a little bit of, a little bit of marketing and a lot of sales strategy and making sure that your marketing plan lines up with what you have in place for sales and what you can be successful with. I am also a huge Harry Potter nerd, a mom to five boys. And I used to have goats and then we moved. And like my whole joy in life is one day having goats again. They're fantastic. But don't they poop a lot? Like a lot? Tons. That's why I don't get goat <laughs> yoga because I'm like, how are, you not covered in poop the whole time you're doing goat yoga or do they just not feed the goats in order for them not to poop? Do they while give they them diuretics
0: the night before and get them like empty. Like, yeah, I'm- I
1: think there's something shady for the goats and goat yoga or no one would ever do it, but they're so fun. They're like the best pets ever.
0: Um, I'm going to have to take your word on it. I'm not a big fan of things that smell. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, but I have three kids. So, you know, that's kind of like an oxymoron right there, but eventually Mm -hmm. they grow up and learn how to wipe their own ass. Yes. I went there. So, um, Amy, (laughs) five boys, you're insane. You're like me single-handedly overpopulating the world again. Um, so what got you into, you know, kind of coming to the clarity of people using the right quote unquote strategy for their business? Because Let's, you know, we were talking about this earlier of there's lots of people out there, you know, plugging the one size fits all strategy that will solve mm-hmm. all of your money problems in 24 hours or less.
1: Right. Well, I think a lot of us come to this realization by trying it the wrong way. So my first event that I launched as a brand new business owner, you know, and in my mind, we were going to make 250,000 at this one event and it was expensive to produce. It probably cost me 30 K to produce And the week before I was like, Oh, please let me break even. Oh, please let me break (laughs) even. And I, I, we had a good event. We did make some money, definitely not a lot, but as I was analyzing behind the scenes, I realized, that everything that I had paid for in the marketing was not in my exit surveys. That was not what had brought the people. What had brought the people was partner marketing, promotional partners, and all of these things that I did that were based on relationships Mm. and they were free and they were just time and strategy that I put into it. And so I... I'm glad I had that experience early on. I've watched clients spend 50 to a hundred thousand dollars working with, uh, you know, Facebook ads gurus and not come out with any sales because their client is not there and it's not the right strategy for their clients. And then we go in and we shift, we come up with a better plan. We make sure that their sales system is, is ready to receive and process those leads. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it's working and it costs them so much less money. And I'm not anti Facebook ads. Um, We have a video ad agency that we just brought on board. Super excited to work with them. We're going to be running ad budgets every single month, but we, this is the key. We proved the sales system and the client acquisition process first before we put money into it. So I don't think people should be putting money into their ads before they've actually proven that they can transact a deal. Like, can you close a deal? Now let's put money in and scale it. Let's not, not just start close with it that. once,
0: right? Let's try to create some repeatable yeah. consistency in our business before we start. I mean, I talk about how automation only amplifies. It doesn't replace. So yes. if you don't have a sales process and a system and a mechanism to consistently convert people and, you know, I'm not even talking about the 90% close ratio. I'm, you know, even if you're still at 20%, fine, but you got to be consistently closing people at that 20% mark and then start adding some components to help you kind of amplify. Right and to to scale up, so right now you know people are going back into a panic mode. Um, you know we, as this is being recorded, we're you know quote unquote second wave of the coronavirus is kind of mm-hmm. happening, but there's always a second wave of something happening, right? Right. So people at different places in their business get to a space where they're like, Shit, I need to find clients now. Right. And it doesn't matter what's going on. Maybe your water heater broke. Maybe, you know, you got to pay for a tutor because your kids can't go back to school. So what do you do when someone comes to you and goes, help, I need clients now. And not, you know, I don't have time for the long-term strategy.
1: So the first thing that I am doing right now, and by the way, this is what people are telling you not to do, but I'm telling you it's working for my clients. It's taken them from struggling to get revenue to $15,000 a month in sales or $30,000 a month in sales. The first thing we're doing is we're restructuring the offers for a high-end, high-relevant offer Mm -hmm. because then you don't have to close as many units. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to have as much lead volume coming in in order to hit your revenue goals. You might be able to hit it with, you know, two sales a month or five sales a month. And if you can hit your revenue goals with less overall closing volume, that's going to be the key. But what you have to do is you have to figure out what is high value to your clients right Mm. now and sell them a high value offer because people are willing to spend big bucks if it gives them exactly what they need. And people have a lot of problems right now. (laughs) never seen a year with so many problems. And so figure out what the problems are, solve those problems, really solve them, not just, you know, blow smoke at them, but really figure out a way to solve those problems and then position that at a high ticket price point. Mm. And then the second thing you've got to do, is figure out who is the right client for that offer. And some of our businesses, the client has shifted. And because mm-hmm. you were serving a population that has been hit really hard and they're no longer a viable buying unit, you got to find a new population that you can position your offer in front of. And so like I've got a client who is a consultant for orthodontists and dentists. They have been massacred this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's Slow. such a hard year for them. And so he has had to shift to okay who still needs the same because the same services that he does apply across other industries so Mm. he's having to pivot and open up some new industries to get things closing again so sometimes you have to relook at who is my ideal client Um, And then the third thing is having an irresistible ask. And this is, this is the key, something that you can put in front of your ideal client that they want to say yes to, you know, you reach out and say, Hey, can I interview you as a guest on my podcast, or I am writing a book and I'd love to interview you as a part of the book, or would you be a speaker at my next upcoming online event or, you know, something that they actually want to say yes to that starts the relationship, starts the conversation in instead of, um, you know, reaching out and being like, Hey, this is what I do. I feel like I could really help you. Can we jump on a discovery call and see if we have synergy? Yeah. If you're asking me that question, the answer is no, we don't have synergy. Because <laughs> you're being vague and you're trying to pitch me and you don't, we don't even have a relationship. Right. Yeah. We so meet that person that, often online. <laughs> yeah. So that, that irresistible ask, I think is really the moneymaker having the right strategy to get the first conversation. Mm,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. And
0: we are aligned very much so in the fact that it's about building the relationship, adding value to the person and not being, you know, pitchy pee and going after, you know, you know, Hey, you have a face. How about you buy my face cream after having just <laughs> connected on LinkedIn? It's happened to me. <laughs> Right. Um, and then actually building the really, and you can tell the people also who are truly engaged because, you know, if they're going in and they're on LinkedIn and, you know, they're on Facebook and they're basically not answering the question and pitching you back, they have learned bad salesmanship. Mm-hmm. Um, So uh, you talked a little bit about kind of reorging organizing, orging. It's going to be a new word. It's, it's happening. (laughs) Um, God, this happens like all the time. So, you know, redoing kind of your sales process, right. And looking at, you know, what's going to convert. So I love what you talk about in terms of, you know, repositioning your offer. And it's not about redoing everything that you do and how you deliver it. It's still the same program. It's how you talk about it. So mm-hmm. a lot of people want to know great you know let's say they restructure their offer they get the you know the 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 irresistible ask which i you know love that terminology what do you do then like how do you get people to the yes so
1: the first the first objective is to get them onto a, a meaningful relationship building conversation then to have a bridge script which will transition them into a sales experience mm. so for example um here's, here's my three top performing strategies. Number one is I host quarterly online summits. So I interview 30 people in a day. It's crazy town, but it's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, we'll generate 500 to a thousand leads in that day. Mm -hmm. And so it's great for them. It's great for me. And then when we get done, I reach out and say, Hey, I'd love to, um, I'd love to have you as an affiliate for my next event that we've got coming up. Can I'll give you a free ticket. You can promote it to your people. And like, 50% 50% of them say yes. And so then they come, they come to my event. And in that event, we have a sales conversation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's one strategy. Another is my podcast. So in my podcast, part of what I ask is what doors are you wanting to open for you and your business right now? Mm-hmm. And then I am a great connector. I love connecting people with other people. And so we have a, a, six and seven figure women's mastermind where we bring people together and we create the strategic introductions they need. Mm-hmm. And so after we get done with the, Recording, then I come in and say, Hey, I know you said you were looking for XYZ. I've got some people I'd love to introduce you to. Um, And I use that transition script to talk to them about you want to come to one of our influencer circles. Um, When I, another, historically really great one was uh, we're not doing this one right now, but it was a six figure funnel and its own was interviewing people for a book. And so I would interview them. I would get the data and I would say, great. Now there's three ways that you can participate in the book. One is doing exactly what you did. Another is being a part of the improvement group. And so if you want to come to this event, we'll work out your plan. And then you can be a part of that improvement group. And because you've done the interview, I'd love to give you a discount. And so then that started the sales process. So it's, it's that transition script. And then you've got to make sure that you have the right closing strategies, that you have the right sales support, um, that you are not trying to do sales all by yourself. Because here's the deal as a business owner, you don't have 40 hours a week to dedicate to sales, but your business really deserves 40 hours a week to dedicate to sales. Mm. And it is so much less expensive to get help in the sales department than you think it is because you can incentive pay, you can pay people on commission. Um, I've got people in my sales team that are helping with prospecting and lead gen and i um, setting appointments that are in the Philippines and they're fantastic and I love them. So there's a lot that you can do to make it so that your, your business is getting ample amount of sales time every week. That's awesome. And you
0: know, here it's really about leverage. And what I love is that really you as the business owner are staying focused in your lane of genius, right? So there is an understanding that you have to get to a point where you understand what converts but once you understand what converts, once you get the languaging down, then it 's about how do I leverage automation or other people in order mm-hmm. to start creating more attraction, more impact um, and I love that balance, so you know we talked a little bit about you know the, the the book funnel into right in terms of like getting people you know interview you know interviewing book funnel we talked about um, you know, doing a podcast, we talked Mm -hmm. about doing events. What would you say is the, the, the thing that if you had to do it, you know, it's not just, I advise this to my clients, but I would do this for myself. If someone was trying to fill a group or get that those next five clients, let's say to either one-on-one fill a group, whatever it is.
1: Um, I think you have to play to your strengths and figure Mm -hmm. out what do you like to do? Like if you like doing interviews, the podcast is a really quick converting one because I can book someone to be on my podcast next week. We can have a sales conversation that week. We can close them within two. So that's a really fast funnel. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're looking for something where you want a lot of leads, online events are great. Um, And there's two different types of online events. There's lead generation events and there's selling events. And I have not found a way to make one event do both just so we know. So we're clear. Right. <laughs> so you can have to pick. Um, but if you want high volume of leads, those online events are really fantastic. Um, they like summits and giveaways or what do you like? No. So I do, I have found, and I've been doing online summits for seven, eight years. This is a long time. So we've been, I know everyone's doing them right now, but most people don't have a sales strategy behind them. Mm-hmm. It takes Today, in 2020, it takes about 30 promotional partners to generate a 1,000 leads. Mm -hmm. You used to be able to do that with 10. Now it takes like 30. So suck it up, buttercup, and just go (laughs) for it. It is what it is. Um, And then you're all promoting... So you're all promoting the event together. Um, I do incentives for if they, you know, hit a certain amount of registrations, there's an incentive for them. I do really work hard to try to promote them to the people um, that are registering and try to make it a great experience for everyone and, Mm -hmm. you know, create strategic introductions with the partners. So I'm trying to make it a win for the partners. And then um, that will generate a good bit of leads. Now, here's the thing. If you don't have any sales help, like I personally don't want to call the 5,000 leads that I've gotten this year through those online events. That's no fun for me. (laughs) So if you don't have sales help, that might not be a great strategy for you right now. Mm. Um, the book strategy is pretty simple. Uh, one of my favorite tools for prospecting is LinkedIn sales navigator, Mm -hmm. because you can go in and find exactly who you're looking for. But here's my tip. I don't actually reach out to them through LinkedIn because if any of you are on LinkedIn and you've looked in your message, box lately, it is full of pitches. So I find them. Yeah. It's, it's spammy, spammy, spammy. So I find them on through sales navigator, but then I just reach out to them through a different platform. Maybe it's their website. Maybe it's through Facebook messenger, Mm -hmm. um, where I'm going to be able to catch their attention a little bit better Mm -hmm. and then start that conversation and, and create the invitation. So that, funnel is also pretty quickly converting. Honestly, all three of these that I've talked about, um, have generated, uh, six figures for us within like 90 days. So none of them are really long funnels, but you've got to have the plan in place. Like, how are you going to convert? Because there's a lot of people doing podcasts and it's not making them any money.
0: No, they're spending a lot of time, you know, interviewing, but they're not, they're not following up. They're not, you know, asking the right question to see where the opportunity is to Mm -hmm. work together or how they can add value. Because, you know, a lot of people go into the, any one of these strategies with an attachment to the sale. So there is a mindset component, right? Of you're not going in, like, I'm going to go close this person. It's how can I add value? How can, like you said, your connector, how can I support this person? And oh, if there's an opportunity to work together, by the way, this is some information about me. And if you feel called, let's talk about it, but it's not a high pressure focus, being sleazy, slimy, bait and switch kind of, you know, concept.
1: You know what I would say my mindset is when I go into it, I go in with the mindset that I truly believe that I can add value to any person that I talk to mm-hmm. and that that person can add value to me. Mm-hmm. So we go in with this because uh, I think it goes both ways. Like you have the people who go in and they are that kind of sleazy, slimy. <laughs> and then you have the other people who go in and they are way too timid. Like yeah. they just, they're way too timid. They're just going in and they're, they're putting in the same amount of time and effort, but they're too scared or didn't know that they need to be leading that to a sales conversation. And they're intimidated by the person they're talking to. Cause this other person is amazing. I just operate under the assumption that all humans are amazing. And I have something awesome to give to everybody I talk to. And they have something awesome to give to me. So like, let's see how this connection works out. I so I think. Most conversations can lead towards something that's mutually beneficial if you go in with that level of belief and confidence in your value.
0: Well, I think right there, it's all about how can I add to the conversation versus take away from it. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it's what kind of deposits are you putting into the universe so that eventually you can write a check to yourself, uh, you know, and generate more of those clients. So what are, you know, we talked a little bit about online events, um, and it is an area that you specialize in as well. And it takes a little bit more effort and you have to have a little bit more, you know, um, business assets in place Mm -hmm. in order to make that strategy work. So What are some strategies that you're seeing people kind of being force fed that don't actually work with the business assets that maybe they have, you know, in their business right now?
1: Yeah, so I think the Facebook ad funnels is probably the number one culprit. <laughs> and the reason why is because there are so many people teaching you to jump in and build a funnel and start the ads before mm-hmm. you've proven if your sales scripts convert, yeah. before you've proven if you have the right, if your offer is positioned well, mm-hmm. um, before you've proven the webinar that leads people into the sale. And also, let's be clear, these gurus that you are following, they are spending a month to a million dollars a month. I went to traffic and conversion last year, 2019. And I mean, these people are spending a million dollars in ads every single month. And yet we're comparing our, our business models with them thinking, well, it works for Perry Belcher. So why doesn't it work for me? It works for Ryan Dice. Why doesn't it work for me? It's like, well, I'm not spending a million dollars on my ad spend. And they're great marketers. They really are great marketers. But um, I I really think, you know, running a, a launch model when you don't have an email list, even though people are selling you that you can do it, it's not a good idea, (laughs) you know, running um, Facebook ads and spending a lot of money. And the thing is the Facebook ads person will tell you, okay, the ads are looking good. We just need to put more money in. Mm. And so you're putting more money in trusting people are going to come out, but the Facebook ads person's job is not to make sure that your sales script converts. So the ads are looking good. They're not lying to you. It's just, you never proved the sales process. So I personally would not run ads and do paid advertising for anything that I haven't proven that the sales process, the sales system works, then I'm good to put money into it on the front end and bring right. more people through something that already converts. Well, and
0: not plop in, you know, $25,000 down all at once. Right. So there mm-hmm. are some components that you can do on your own. Just do a little research, right. Um, trust yourself in being able to see and play. And again, it that, that investment money, those guys are putting a million in. They're not necessarily, it's, it's a self-liquidating funnel all mm-hmm. of the money that they're making is on the back end which is what you're talking about which is mm-hmm. not in that low dollar offer it's in building the relationship with the emails yeah. that convert with that that offer the opportunity to buy at a higher level it's on the upsells that they're making that money and they're looking at it from a long term perspective of mm-hmm. they're willing to lose money on the ads if they get that connection if they get that contact information because they know that their process converts they know that if they get so many opt-ins that's like and they can follow the numbers all yeah. the way through to the sales And that's what a lot of people like, and I'm surprised as to how many people who have relatively successful businesses do not track their numbers, right? They don't understand. It's still this magic box of, okay, I'm going to keep putting all this effort in marketing and content and, you know, I'll do webinars and I'll do this speaking in some way, somehow I'll hit my magical, you know, multiple six and seven figure goal. No, like you have to know where the leads are coming from. What's your plus platform? Like, are there other ones you want to invest in? Like there's all this stuff, but it's not out of people's control to be able to own the outcome of their business. And I think that people still have a mindset around of like, and it's kind of like the the corporate mindset in a way of like, I'm just going to go and I'm going to do my job. And this is what I'm going to get in terms of money, but they don't Mm -hmm. know how all the other stuff works on the back end. Absolutely. So where do you recommend people get started as it relates to getting more control over their business and the sales process?
1: I I think you need to build one client acquisition funnel work it, make it work, then add another, because it's when you're trying to grow or start four or five things at a time. And I I am a big believer. I think you should have seven different lead generation strategies going on in your business. I do not think you should launch all seven at one time. Mm. And that's what I see people doing is they're like, Oh, I'm going to start marketing. And so they're doing a little of everything and they don't know which ones are working. They haven't put enough or you know, they start one; it's tracking. not
0: working, so they start another one. And They one, jump to the next, instead right? Of instead fixing of it. making it work in the yeah, first. Yeah,
1: and that's the thing: is everything that you try. Your first launch is just an it's just a hypothesis. It's an educated guess. And you have to stick with it and tweak it to find out what are the pieces that are working, not working. So it is a trial process. So I recommend that you find what's the fastest way to get to your dream client, what works within the current skill set that you mm-hmm. already have that you can manage with your you and your existing team. And then let's put that into play. Let's get sales coming through because that will test the sales system. And then it's like how having a house and you're just building new doors into it. So then we can add a new marketing channel that's going to bring people into the same sales system yep. and add more lead flow in and that's that's I think the most wise and responsible way to scale up your marketing. (laughs)
0: Be responsible in your business and scale with strategy and not just with a hope and a whim. Yes. Yeah. So how can people learn more about all of the brilliance that you've, you know, shared with us today and kind of taking these tactical strategies and implementing them and actually getting results?
1: Yeah. So I have a sales and marketing scorecard that I would love to offer Mm -hmm. for your clients for free for your listeners. It's a, it's an assessment that you take and it gives you based on what level you rank at, it gives you an eight page improvement plan that will take you Mm -hmm. through what your sales a system should look like what your marketing strategy should look like what you need in your tracking like what numbers you actually need to look for so it's pretty detailed and um and then if you want to review that with my team and go through it we're happy to review that with you as well and make sure that it all makes sense and you know how to implement so if you go to amy com slash scorecard you can go ahead and get that
0: awesome so one word right scorecard Uh uh-huh Fantastic guys. Check it out. Amy walker.com. Sorry. Amy walker consulting.com forward slash scorecard that will be in the show notes for you guys to take advantage of. Um, I know that I'm going to go hop on that. So make sure you guys go check it out as well. Um, any parting words of wisdom that you may have for the audience today, Amy?
1: Yeah. Business is not magical. It's formulaic. And so Mm -hmm. if you're in a place where you are struggling with your business, don't take it personally. It is like, you're still a great, human. You are still (laughs) talented. You're still brilliant. You are still smart. You just have a hole somewhere in your system and you might need a second set of eyes to see it because you can't see the picture when you're the frame.
0: Absolutely. 100% agree with it guys. Make sure you check it out again. Amy Walker, consulting.com forward slash scorecard. And Amy, thanks again for being on the show. You're welcome.